Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. It's 8 o'clock on today. Coming up, going public. I think what the judge do is release all the information. The affidavit justifying the FBI's search of Mar-a-Lago set to be released today. So what does it reveal about the investigation and what happens next? We're live with the full report. Then, good morning, Moon. And a quiet old lady who was whispering, We're celebrating the classic children's story that has become a bedtime ritual for generations. Plus, a look at the woman behind it and how I'm taking part in honoring Moon's milestone. Plus, hold me closer. Elton John and Britney Spears released that highly anticipated Tiny Dancer remix overnight. Her first new music since the end of her conservatorship. Today, Friday, August 26th, 2022. <laughs> Texas. One to Wisconsin. And Iowa Girl, Massachusetts. Happy New York. It's Nevada's 16th birthday. Woo! Girl's trip from Laurel, Maryland. From Newport News, Virginia. Here to celebrate mom's birthday. On a Today Show. Woo! Uh, good to see you guys. We're happy you're joining us on a Friday morning. Savannah is off. You won't want to miss what's coming up on Saturday today. Peter Alexander suiting up and taking to the skies with the U.S. Air Force Thunderbirds. It's a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to, to even fly with this iconic group and experience the, the dizzying effects of their unbelievable aerial acrobatics as they prepare for a, a new air show this weekend. Peter Alexander, he lived to tell the story. Yeah, we can't, can't report wait that. To but we got to find it. out if he passed out, yeah, right? That happens. <laughs> There's right. a theme going on. Now. Yeah. <laughs> sure. All right, let's get right to our news at 8 o'clock, guys. It is deadline day. The Justice Department ordered to release the affidavit shedding more light on its decision to search former President Trump's Florida home. NBC's chief White House correspondent and Weekend Today co-anchor Kristen Welker joins us now with the very latest. Hey, Kristen, good morning. Hey, Hoda, good morning to you. This is a high-stakes moment. Americans will soon see parts of the affidavit used to justify that extraordinary FBI search of Mar-a-Lago. Now, a federal judge in Florida has ordered a redacted copy of the affidavit to be made public by noon today. The document is believed to contain critical information about the government's investigation into the alleged mishandling of classified materials at former President Trump's Florida estate. Media companies, including NBC News, have asked the judge to make the affidavit public public, as Mr. Trump and his allies have repeatedly called for it to be unsealed. But the judge in this case is siding with the Justice Department to release only portions of the affidavit, calling those redactions that I'm going to quote here, narrowly tailored to serve the government's legitimate interest in the integrity of the ongoing investigation. Mr. Trump on his social media site describing himself as innocent as a person can be. Now, for his part, the current president, former President Biden, saying this week that he had no prior knowledge of the search. Hoda. All right, Kristen Welker for us on this Friday. Kristen, thanks. 
Parts of the South bracing for another round of flooding this weekend with more rain likely and the, the runoff causing rivers and reservoirs to reach alarming levels. This is the scene in Jackson, Mississippi. Record rainfall putting pressure on a dam that holds back the Pearl River there. People in low-lying areas are being warned to get out before it's too late. Millions of others across Alabama and Louisiana have started to clear away debris from this week's flooding, knowing that it could happen all over again. Tomorrow at the Vatican, Pope Francis will create 20 new cardinals, including one American. He's a San Diego bishop, Robert McElroy, a controversial choice that surprised some in the Catholic Church. NBC's Ann Thompson is here to explain why. Ann, good morning. Good morning, Tom. Cardinal-designate McElroy was a surprise. First of all, because he's a bishop, not an archbishop, and that's usually the stepping stone to becoming a cardinal. And he leads San Diego, a big but not nearly the biggest diocese on the West Coast. So why is he being elevated? Listen to his message. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In seven years leading the Diocese of San Diego, Cardinal-designate Robert McElroy has established a ministry that mirrors Pope Francis. I think most, most emblematic is that phrase he used some years ago, the church is a field hospital. Do you remember the image in Gone with the Wind? Mm -hmm. when, when you could see there are thousands and thousands of wounded people lying on the street. That's what I think of the Pope's images. How can the gospel be applied to people's lives that help them? In this border city, McElroy welcomes immigrants, celebrates multiculturalism, focuses on the environment and the poor. Don't we think that deserves at least $15 an hour? The 68-year-old serving as he's always wanted. I can't really remember a time when I did not want to be a priest. The second of five children, McElroy grew up in suburban San Francisco and attended high school seminary. For college, he went to Harvard, earning a history degree, and Stanford for a master's and then a PhD in political science. How has your secular education shaped your ministry? I think that it allows me to get outside of the church frame of reference. For years, he's been at odds with the U.S. Bishops' Conference, that abortion is the number one issue in the church. It is not Catholic teaching that abortion is the preeminent issue. And since 2004, McElroy's preached against weaponizing communion. Would you deny a politician communion based on how they vote on abortion or any other issue? I would not. I think it's an assault on the Eucharist. It's taking the symbol of unity in the church, which makes us all one, sacramentally in Jesus Christ, and making it a sign of division. A divided U.S. church that is losing members. How do you re-engage Catholics who see the church as a set of rules rather than a ministry? Being Catholic is not a set of beliefs or of rules. It is a personal relationship with God and Jesus Christ. Cardinal-designate McElroy will help select Francis' successor. He says he wants someone who can communicate the faith, but he doesn't think it should be an American because it would just be seen as more accumulation of power for the United States. Now, with these new cardinals, Pope Francis will have appointed 63 percent, a 
the men who will choose his successor. Mm. Oh, thank you for that. All right, we've got our news covered, guys. Let's get a morning boost. Babies are so adorable, but sometimes it can be nerve-wracking when someone gives you a newborn to hold. <laughs> well, how do you think the baby feels? Well, this little guy looks absolutely terrified. <laughs> <laughs> being held by a six-year-old sister. <laughs> Probably not her fault. I mean, look, the person who posted the video said it was recorded at a fair, so maybe it's the bright lights or the butter sculptures or something around there that was making the little one feel a little bit uneasy. But that's, that's <laughs> wow. By the way, that's going to be replayed at both of their weddings that's at yeah. some funny. point. All right. Uh, still ahead, the new trailer that dropped overnight, giving us our first look at, at John Hamm as Fletch. But first, if Goodnight Moon has been passed through the generations of kids in your family, you don't want to miss this one. We're going to share the amazing story of how that beloved book came to be, and we'll show you why it still strikes a chord for so many families. But first, these messages. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back. Been looking forward to this one all morning. You don't have to be a, a parent to know one of the biggest challenges is getting that child to sleep at night. <laughs> yeah. uh, in those witching hours, any tool that helps, any oh, tool is magic. You're so right. That's why this morning we are celebrating a book that's delivered bedtime wonders for generations. Good night, Moon. Take a look at this. In the great green room, there was a telephone and a red balloon. And a picture of Nighty Night. You lent you your talents to that classic for a very special anniversary. Well, Good Night Moon turns 75. 75? Next month. That's why so many kids, their parents or grandparents, all read it. Wow, we love it because it's sleep inducing. Yeah. You'll want to stay awake for this story. It's the story behind the story. This is a book called. Good night, moon. And this might make you sleepy. Please don't fall asleep. <gasps> when I first saw Good Night Moon and read it, I was like, wow, like what is it about this book that's captivating kids? And then I realized it's everything. It's a child's room, it's a child's brain, and it's the calming effect that words on a page can have. So powerful that Goodnight Moon has sold more than 40 million copies and has been translated into 26 languages. And a little toy read around the earth. Goodnight Room. And high above it. 
There's even a trove of parodies goodnighting everything from presidents to iPads. Good night, Cal, jumping over the moon. And more than a few famous faces have big goodnight to mush and brush. And good night to the old lady who was whispering hush. But for grown-ups, perhaps more enchanting than the book itself is the larger-than-life tale of the woman behind it, Margaret Wise Brown. She had a very big personality. She was very flamboyant. I think if you picture sort of an old-fashioned, shishy, authoritative children's book author, she wasn't that way at all. Instead, this New Yorker had a storied love life filled with broken engagements and forbidden romances. She came from wealth and lived lavishly. When she signed her first book contract, she spontaneously decided to buy an entire flower vendor's cart full of flowers. And she filled up her apartment with all of the flowers and then invited all of her friends over for a party. And I think that really sums up just who she was. Though Brown claimed she did not especially like children, she could speak their language. With a writing style as pioneering as her spirit, her books had a childlike simplicity that was radical for the day. She believed that this was what children's books should be, but at the time she published it, there were many very prominent, very important people in the world of children's publishing who didn't agree with her. In fact, when Goodnight Moon was first published in the 40s, the head librarian at the New York Public Library refused to stock it. Her mandate lasted two decades, though today the book is one of the library's top checkouts. Goodnight Moon is definitely one of the most popular books probably in the history of the library, even given that it wasn't here for the first 20 years after it was published. And good night. Good job. As for Margaret Wise Brown, hers was a brilliant life cut short. At just 42, her career was flourishing, and she was engaged to a Rockefeller, but she died suddenly from complications after a minor surgery. She would never know just how her work had transformed children's literature and bedtime forever. And a quiet old lady who was whispering, and in this world where everything is moving so fast and so many things change, there's a new this and a new that, sometimes it's nice to just look and go, some things are just as they always were. And that is really what Goodnight Moon is. Goodnight noises everywhere. Ooh, I mean, wow. first of all, isn't it so fascinating, the story behind? Yes. It's I mean, like a movie. You, you, can't, you can't believe it. Yeah, Margaret Wise Brown, she, she didn't have children, didn't particularly like them, but yet wrote this <laughs> book that all sport. the kids yeah. are reading. Right. She yeah. knew what was working in their brains, yeah. and whether when you, you like them or not. just naming things in a room. Yeah. Good night, it's, bears. It's good the good night, night nobody yeah. that always night, nobody. was a little weird to me when yeah. I was reading it, right. but you just kind of good night, But it's air. also Back to one of those books that as a parent you love to read. Yeah. It's the perfect yeah. length. It's just fun to say. You like it because it's short. It wraps. Can we say a big thank you to the New York Public Library? They allowed me to host a little story time there. And by the way, Harper Collins is releasing a special anniversary edition of Goodnight Moon on August 30th. And so that, why not? that audio recording comes out on September 13th. So now, folks, here's the best part. You can wake up with Hoda, and Hoda's <laughs> going to help you put your kids to bed at night as well. Putting for, your kids to bed is the best part, I know. She'll do it for free. <laughs> but it's for kids. I, I'm, I may use it, Hoda. It's like, yeah. you, you had the right cadence there. <laughs> kind of makes you drift off. <laughs> that that for, book does For it. more information and to pre-order, by the way, you can go to our website, today.com. You've got the perfect voice for an audience. <laughs> oh, it's nice. It's front and center on our bookshelf, so I think we're going to yeah. read that tonight. Yeah. Yes, we, so by the way, they always idea. choose that book over any book I've ever written. Like, I short. don't want yours. I want that one. Good night. <laughs> no, mommy wrote 
one. No, I don't yeah. want that. Well, now they can listen to you yeah. read it. Uh, so. All right. What do you got, Dylan? Yeah. All right. So weather-wise, you know, we've been focusing so much on the drought, especially down near Texas. Well, the good news is some of that torrential rain has helped ease the drought a bit across eastern Texas, but we do still have exceptional drought. 68% uh, of the west is in some sort of moderate drought or higher. 100% uh, of California is in a drought right now. So we certainly need some rain out there. Instead, we're getting the sunshine and the heat, temperatures in the 90s. It's hot down through the south and the plains again today. In the northeast, it's hot and humid, but we've got a cold front that'll uh, produce a couple of showers and thunderstorms, especially up near the Boston area into New England later on this afternoon and evening, and more flooding rain possible down through Louisiana and Mississippi. And that's your latest forecast. Oh, don't go anywhere, Dylan. Well, you got more work to do. You're filling. You've got you got pop stars. I get to do the best time of the best morning. Best time of the morning, Here we girl. Go. We've got a big one for you today, and we're starting with the U.S. Open. You know, it's just a few days away. And yesterday, Chanel and I had the chance to moderate a conversation at the Lotte New York Palace Hotel, right down the street from us, with some of the biggest stars in tennis. Get this, we got to talk to Serena and Venus, Rafael Nadal, Naomi Osaka, and Nick Kyrgios, all star lineup uh, on this panel. We chatted with them about the upcoming tournament, of course. Also what they love about New York and Serena even told us what her favorite pre-match pump-up song oh. is. You guys have any guesses uh, what she's listening to? Taylor. Beyonce? Taylor. Beyonce? Chanel thought Beyonce. I think Taylor, because she's pals with Taylor. We'll take a look. Okay. All right, Serena, we've seen you with the headphones. What is your pre-match pump-up song? Yeah, um, depends. I sometimes listen to Maniac. Was okay. it? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm a maniac. <laughs> what does that like get you like, I don't know. It sums me up. Okay. <laughs> I would, would never I was not, ever. no, no. Yeah, never ever, that's that. awesome. Add it to your playlist. Okay. Yeah. yeah, all right. Serena did also say that the new Beyonce album would be making an appearance oh. in her headphones at the U.S. Open. Of course. You can catch more from our conversation coming up on the third hour. All right, next up, Britney Spears and Sir Elton John. You know, we heard a little snippet when Elton John played it uh, at, a, at a club the other day. Well, today is the day. The duo's highly anticipated remix of Tiny Dancer, it dropped overnight, marking Britney's first new music in years. The dancing track is called Hold Me Closer. I think these clubs are fun because you get, you know, the nostalgic value yeah. of yep. Tiny Dancer, but then you add Britney to it. And, and I, like the, I like the cover. I like the baby pictures yes. of both Elton and Britney. Cool. It's yep. awesome. So um, you hear Britney again. <laughs> It certainly is. About getting to work with Britney on this project, Elton said in a statement, she truly is an icon, one of the all-time great pop stars, and she sounds amazing on this record. I love her dearly, and I'm delighted with what we created together. Awesome. I mean, guys, this song, it's only been out since midnight, and it's already number one. Of course it is. I'll be downloading it wow. soon. Wow. Okay, next up, Confess Fletch, nearly four decades. Can you believe it? After Chevy Chase uh, brought Fletch to life on the big screen, the so wise-cracking awesome. journalist is back in a new trailer released yesterday. Only this time, John Hamm <laughs> is stepping into the goofy shoes of the iconic character as he finds himself in the middle of a murder investigation. All right, Confess <laughs> Fletch hits theaters and digital on September 6th. 16th. Oh, soon. All right. Uh -huh. It's very soon. Uh -huh. I know. September 16th. Wow. Not that far away, Craig. Um, next up, Keanu Reeves. If you needed one more reason to love the John Wick actor, here it is. Earlier this week, a bride shared... Look at... Look, wait, you're going to see it. A bride shared some photos online <laughs> from her wedding in Northamptonshire, England that featured a cameo surprise from the one and only Keanu Reeves. Apparently, her husband randomly ran into the actor at the hotel bar where the <laughs> wedding was taking place. He casually, you know, invited Keanu to stop by the reception, and the actor took him up on the offer. The new Mrs. Road Knight told Newsweek how Keanu ch chatted with their guests 
posed for a few pics. The bride even changed her profile picture on Twitter to a photo of him, not her husband. When someone online pointed this out, she replied, writing, Mr. Road Knight won't mind just for a few days. That's good. Of course, big congratulations. And how fun when a random you know, know. Yeah. superstar shows uh -huh. up at your wedding. Cool. Next up, the third hour of today. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.